Welcome to episode five of the My Story podcast, Lauren's Story. I'm super excited today. This is Taylor with Millennial Mission because Lauren is just one of my favorite people and she does a phenomenal job. I'm telling her story because which helps because she's in publishing, an English major. So she is great at it. So I hope you guys enjoy it. You can also listen to this on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and our website. So wherever you're listening from, do what's best for you. And finally, we want to hear what you guys think in the comments. So please tell us below. Okay, let's get started. Again, this is Taylor with Millennial Mission um, for My Story Podcast, Episode Four, with Lauren. Wonderful, Hi. wonderful, <laughs> Lauren. I, Lauren, I, I gotta say, um, you were all the best things about. I feel like this is the best way to describe you to people. Just like all the things that you stereotype about a white girl, like in the good ways. Yes, <laughs> you're like like wonderful girly girl, but you're like very bold. You don't take crap. It's like you you own it like as well. You just kind of own. Oh, absolutely. You know, you have to. (laughs) Yeah. Like we just went to, um, so her, me, and I was third wheeling for a wedding that we all went to together yesterday. So her, um, her boyfriend, who was one of my best friends, not my best friend, John, and you were wearing this like just beautiful looking pink dress. It was very pink, very neon. And then John, you made John wear this tie. (laughs) to match he looked like the easter bunny like straight really, up like he really did. it's like a striped pink green <laughs> white yellow pink time like it looks good john but in a vacuum i would just be i would just be questioning um your fashion taste i know poor guy yeah poor guy he, he took it like a champ though oh he always does too <laughs> yeah how was your so when did you get you and John like me? Just curious. Yeah. Well, John and I actually met at Michigan State University and he was working in the cafeteria. And I, you know, I know that cafeteria eggs are not good, but I had eggs every single morning. And whenever he was working, he always worked the egg station and he handed me my eggs every morning and he just had the brightest teeth I'd ever seen. And also the biggest hair, you know, that's like how I knew him. Yeah. John has a fro. So, well, thankfully not anymore, but <laughs> thank, Ooh, ouch. Oh. Just fired. <laughs> no, it looks, you know, it looked good, but always room for improvement. So we also, we flew you out as You well. did. Yeah. Because so Lauren, um, so I mean, I'm sure she was about to say this, but she's originally from the Flynn area, which is where I live. Me and John live together in a guy's household with some other, other, other men and, you're from you're from pretty nearby, and then you live out now in Baltimore. So I guess tell people a little bit about what you do. Yeah, you, you have a pretty interesting job. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. My my job is really obviously it's not ordinary at all, which is really kind of cool. But I studied English, and that's what I got my my bachelor's in. And a lot of people were a little skeptical, like, "Oh, what are you going to do with that?" That's you know, that's the the key question. And I really didn't know. Until I sort of found a love for publishing and I ended up getting a position at Johns Hopkins University Press. No big deal. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, working as an editorial assistant. So the, you know, the bottom of the food chain over there. But I work for a history editor and a life science editor. So it's it's really great. I get to work on incredible books that are really written by such intelligent people. And I really feel that what I'm putting out in the world matters and is really important. 
and really that's kind of all it's all you can ask for so that's awesome like that's an awesome job just got to (laughs) say well thanks yeah so going back to how awesome lauren is pretty much so here here it is um this is your time so it's your story um, of your awesome, amazing life. Oh, so man. let's just let's just start from the beginning. And yeah, something about the My Story podcast that I think sets us apart from other things is just being real, honest, and vulnerable. I know we were talking about. That. I guess like, what's your take on that before you even start? Yeah, it's really. I don't know. Being vulnerable is something that is really difficult for me, and I, you know, that's probably a, not a unique thing to say. I'm sure it's, you know, for a lot of people, being vulnerable is hard. But I always sort of have a different persona I guess when I'm talking to people or meeting people for the first time it always tends to be more bubbly happy I'm you know Lauren who loves pink and is super vivacious and all of this stuff but without kind of getting deeper than that and because I think it's a safety net so sometimes being vulnerable is really difficult and that's actually what my boyfriend John had said to me when we first started talking he got kind of annoyed at the fact that I was just trying to pretend that I was just this perfect, bubbly, happy person. And he was like, no, I, I want to know the real you. Who are you? And those words, I guess, yeah, really, really struck me. And really, I was like, wow, this person, this person actually wants to, to get to know me. And I think that's, what's really cool about this, this, my story podcast is that I get to just kind of say who I am. Cool. So I guess starting from the bidding. So who were you, who were you just growing up? Yeah, growing up, little Lauren, little Lauren was a nerd. Um, and I, I don't think of nerd as, as a bad thing. I know some people do, but I was constantly reading, which should not come as a huge surprise with the profession that I'm in now. But very nerdy, um, super introverted. Yeah, I didn't really like to talk to a lot of people. Um, but the people that I did talk to, I was uh, very forward with. It's funny that I was actually, um, and I was really known for loving pink and sparkles. And that's something that has absolutely not faded, you know, in my life at all, which is, which is pretty funny. I can confirm that. Ex- exactly. Cause as I'm wearing, I'm wearing now, in fact, pink. So there you go. <laughs> but yeah, growing up was, I had a great childhood, you know, and I'm absolutely very fortunate to say that, you know, I have two absolutely loving parents who are super supportive of me, um, And something I guess that's really important about my childhood that I would say is that I grew up Catholic. So I went to Catholic education for 14 years, which is a really, it was a long time. It feels like a long time. So so even saying that now, but, um, so that really made my faith experience pretty unique in a lot of ways because that was just, it was just normal. You know, it was normal to wake up, go to church on Sunday, be involved in any part of the mass that my parents told me I had to that week, <laughs> you know, <Being> honest. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of times where it was, it's really easy to get complacent and to just go through the motions, which, you know, I think is something that anybody, anybody can fall into. But I have to say when I was younger and thinking about God, I absolutely saw him as somebody who was so far away, mm-hmm. like very removed from, from this world. It was something that you always had to reach for and really for the most time could, could not actually, you know, could not actually get. So I definitely saw him as this figure that was kind of sitting on a throne, you know, of gold far away and not really super involved, especially in my life. I was like, why would, why would he care specifically about, 
you know, nerdy Lauren, you know, who's coloring outside of the lines and adding a ton of glitter glue to every coloring page. Like, why would that, you know, why would that matter? Um, but I sort of, I think just kind of going through high school a little bit too became more used to having, I guess, faith in my life because, you know, we had weekly masses. So I had a mass every Wednesday and then also on Sundays and just sort of having the access. And it was just so easy because it was something that everybody did. And then I guess kind of making faith my own was something that was really interesting and something that happened in college, really, which makes sense. You know, it's when you go off on your own, you know, it's you're finally able to make your own decisions and all of that, all that jazz. And that was really the moment where I tried to absolutely take my faith and just just say it was mine, really find out what what it was and who who God was to me. How, who did I see him as? Who did I see Jesus and the saints? Because even to this day, I have a little bit of trouble with how the saints kind of fit in the, the picture. And I mean, you know, I know they're, they're models, but, but how, how can they be models for, for me in particular? And that was always hard. It was hard to apply it to my life. I'm like, oh, this works for someone else's life, but not necessarily for mine. And I think I say that is because, you know, when I was in, when I was in high school, I was super into fashion and I still am, but I used to get in trouble a lot for some of the outfits that I, that I would wear to church and definitely be reprimanded for things like that. So I sort of also saw faith as rules, you know, a list of rules, a list list of things that I couldn't do that I can't wear a short skirt. I can't wear heels. I can't do this. Can't do that. So kind of finding my own way um, to, to deal with that and finding my own faith in, in college was something that was really important to me because I needed to find a way that faith had to become more than just, you can't do this, you know? Um, and then I think in college, it really was the sort of turning point in a lot of ways from, from my own faith. And really, I mean, honestly, quite honestly, me losing, Mm -hmm. you know, the Catholic faith that, that I had had for so many years. And I can, just recall distinctly, I was in a class, I was in a women's studies class, and I was defending the fact that Catholicism and feminism worked together. Because a lot of people did not think that was that was possible. And as a burgeoning scholar, I was like, yes, you know, you can fit these things together and I'm going to be super intellectual and blow everyone's mind, you know. And then um, in the back of the classroom, there was this girl who, I, you know, made some joke and started laughing at me. And then the whole class also like started, you know, just laughing at my face, you know, I'm just standing up in front of the podium shaking, you know, like what in the world is happening? Why is this happening? And then, you know, just basically rushing out of the classroom, bursting into tears. And I can remember actually, I was on the phone with my mom, my poor mother. She has, (laughs) she's gone through so much. Um, but yeah, I was on the phone with my mom just basically saying, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm th- what, what is the point? You know, if everybody just ridicules me and ridicules this and I, I, I couldn't do it. I was like, I just, I'll be, I'll be done. I'll be happier. You know, it'll be easier for me to not have this in my life anymore. I won't have this burden. And so I didn't, you know, I stopped going to church pretty abruptly and didn't really identify as anything for quite some time 
but you know, I can recall the moment that I knew that I needed to have my faith back. And I was on a overnight bus in Thailand on my way to Bangkok. And this is really exotic already. I yes, <laughs> yes. Keep I, on going. <laughs> no, I um I love to travel. I guess I should have prefaced it with that. And I after I graduated, I, I went to Thailand. And I'm sitting on this in this overnight bus and um, the sun was rising and it was just the most beautiful sight I'd, I'd ever seen. It was something with the clouds. The clouds are parting in just the right way, way where I was like, wow, this is like the gate to heaven. You know, it looked to me what heaven would look like. And the person I was with at the time, I was like, wow, this looks like heaven. And he looked at me and said, there isn't a heaven. And I just... I freaked out. I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, of course, they, like, of course there's a heaven. This is like, wow. And it was at that moment that I really realized, I was like, wow, I do believe, you know, I really, I really do. And I needed to do something about it. I could not keep living the way that I had been because my faith did not dissipate. You know, it really was alive and real. And I'm just so thankful for that, for that day. And I came back home to Flint, Michigan and started to get involved a little more in the in the Catholic ministry there, which which was a big step because I didn't know anybody, you know. But thankfully, I had Taylor over here, you know, who was super welcoming. Yeah, describe. I guess describe the scene. Yeah, abs- absolutely. So, uh, my current boyfriend John, he invited me over to the Catholic men's house in Flint for a Bible study. So I get lost on the way there, of course, because he gave me the wrong directions. And I show up at the house, walk up this flight of stairs. And, you know, the house is so hot. It's unbelievably, you know, muggy and disgusting in July. And John was the only person that I knew who was going to be there. And there was a group of about, I would have said 10 people approximately. And we were just um, in a Bible study. And so I was like, okay, I can do Bible study. I'll just dissect these sentences, talk about it. It'll be all good. I'm an English major. Yeah. <laughs> right? I was like, I have, I have experience. Like I can handle this. And then John actually had to leave to go fog mosquitoes and kill mosquitoes and really save the world. Thank you, John. Yeah. <laughs> but when he was gone, I didn't know anybody. And I was like, wow, I'm in a room with all these people who are super Catholic and I'm, you know really just trying to find my way back. And I don't know if I fit in here. Um, but then afterwards, Taylor um, came up to me and he just really sought me out and was like, Hey, you know, I'm Taylor and we're so glad to, you know, have you in Flint. And if you have any questions or if you need anything, whatever, like feel free to, you know, call or anything. And he was always like, you're always invited to every event, like all the time, please come all this stuff. And I was like, wow, I sound really desperate in your, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just joking, but no, you're was, not. Yeah, that's no, not you're... what happened. I'm just no. kidding. Yeah, keep on going. Keep on <laughs> yeah. Going. No, it's just, he was just super, super welcoming and really just made me feel I was like, okay, I guess I, I guess I can, can do this, you know? And that was really from then on, I started to get more involved in the Catholic community around Flint and that really included, you know, doing anything from leading um, a small group table at at Alpha, which is just really basically where we talk about big questions. It doesn't really have to be about, you know, faith. You don't have to be 
of any kind of denomination or you don't have to really associate with faith at all to be involved in it, which is what I thought was really cool because it was just such a welcoming space. Yeah. I love Alpha. Like, yeah, Alpha it's is, so great. It's just so perfect for, yeah, kind of building on what Lauren said. So if you guys haven't heard of Alpha before, it's, it's not Catholic, it's Christian. Um, it's pretty close to a lot of the same stuff as Catholic. Not that that matters a whole lot because it's focusing on, um, cause what you do is you go and you have, you have dinner. So there's always food you know, sit at a table free with food. yeah, free free pizza, which is I get sick of pizza eventually, but oh, always yeah, you have free free dinner, and then so you're sitting around, you're talking to people for about a half hour. Then we have an introduction. Then they have the videos, and the the videos actually are like they're amazing. They're really well done. Um, a lot of it's people sharing, but they're basically sharing about their own stories of life and faith. But it's like and at the most basics about who Jesus is and you know what he did. And just all these questions that people who have would have no experience with faith, but it explains to it in like normal people language. And then you always have like discussion time and we'll have people of like all different beliefs and backgrounds just hashing it out and not hashing, not debating. It's never a debate. It's most of the time. Um, we long, try to make it as not long a as you're not with certain people. Right. <laughs> will not be named, but um, it's a place where people can just be real and honest and everyone's questions and thoughts are like valid. And yeah. How did you, I was curious because I was so excited that you were doing Alpha. Like, how did you kind of grow and change? Like, maybe what are some of the questions you had going into it that were answered? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that was, you know, one of one of my, my now really good friends, Abby. She was one of the people that I felt really comfortable talking to and especially talking through my questions. And I had a ton of them, especially, you know, I'd studying English and women's studies. And I was like, you know, why... Why does the church feel the way that they do about contraception? You know, it's a huge, that's a huge deal. And that was always something I, that always seemed so abstract because no one wanted to talk about it, you know, or I was like, why, why did, you know, why did in my mind, how I saw God as someone or as a being who was condemning, like always someone who was not, not loving really at all. I did not see that side of God for quite some time. I, it was just always this authoritative figure and someone who who you couldn't really get close to or really develop a relationship with because you were always trying to be the the perfect catholic the perfect christian the perfect whatever you know to please to please him and so that was something that i guess i really honestly learned from from abby a lot that god is not this abstract thing in the sky that's not involved in our lives and is honestly someone who accepts our brokenness and really is just there to heal just the healing and the love and that's something that I really did learn in in and through the people at Alpha and so that's something I could not be more grateful for and there's also another huge part of of my faith in particular comes from music ministry I just I always feel the Holy Spirit there just with me and especially just in those worship songs and really just feeling the presence of Jesus. And I was, I never felt that before. I remember the first time I was super nervous because John just sprung it on me that I was going to sing. Classic John. I know. He was like, oh, you're going to sing forever by Carrie Job. And I was like, oh, sure, whatever. I'll just listen to the song. Gosh. And I was like, what I am gonna sing this tonight? You know, with no practice, no warning. You guys should all listen to the song. She by gets the way. into it. Like it's it's really. Good. I mean, if you like worship music, 
Oh. It's it's good, but she gets like she, she gets really into it. So you know, it's very intimidating to be singing this song, and I was oh, I was terrified. I was terrified. We were at St. John's and um in East Lansing. We were doing a worship night, just getting everything together, and you know the lights are dim and um. I can't remember what father it was now, but someone, someone was up there. Father so-and-so. Yeah. Father someone was, you know, just, I guess, opening up the opening pair and everything. And then very shortly after I heard the, you know, the introductory G chord and I was like, oh no, this is it. Like I have to do it right. And for some reason, I, I just forgot everything and just was so into the music and I just, I didn't even need, and I didn't need the song sheet. I, I just felt, I honestly felt the Holy Spirit. And I know that sounds like really crazy, but, but I did. And it was beautiful and wonderful. And so that music ministry and being really involved in that is a way for at least me in particular to, to really feel God and to hopefully share that, you know, share that with other people too. So I think like, that's the kind of the main thing that I found is that just kind of finding a way to have a personal relationship as opposed to making it like, oh, I have to be super polished and clean and perfect for this crazy, like abstract thing in the sky. Like, no, it just really finding a way to make it your own and through music and through talking with other people and engaging in community. That's really the way that I guess I found mine. So. Awesome. I think one, one particular question, this is, um, because I like, I don't know. I remember meeting you and I was like, oh my gosh, that's really awesome that she studies women, women's studies. Not that I'm like, women's studies people are evil or anything. <laughs> like, but I was just like, oh my gosh, that's like such a cool perspective to bring into faith. I know you kind of wrestled with that for a while, but where are you at um, with that right now? Like, how do you see, not that I don't, I'm not saying these things don't work together, but I feel like you would have a much better perspective than I would. So please you explain know, it. Please. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that there are more points where they sometimes do diverge in a lot of um, fundamental ways. And I would say that mostly comes from, um, you know, pro-life, pro-life and contraception and abortion. I think that those are issues that are really kind of hot, hot button issues, right? That, That we think can't, can't, can't work together at all. But I think what I've really learned is that the respect of one's body and oneself and the celebration of that life like what could be more feminist than that I guess in my mind is like what could be more beautiful than women who stand together and who celebrate each other's each other's bodies and the wonderful beautiful thing that that we get to do you know it's pretty awesome I'm like we can create life like really no one else you know only women get to really get to do that so I really see it as I think that people are trying to to be separate on it you know I think sometimes people love controversy people love to fight Mm -hmm. but I mean for me at the end of the day the celebration of women and the celebration of the beautiful lives that we get to bring um, only makes sense from a feminist perspective but um, it's not been an easy road, that's for sure. And that's something that I has had, I've had to pray about a lot. And I still do. I mean, you know, I still have a lot of questions about 
especially the church's teaching on contraception. I mean, that's something that Mm -hmm. I really struggle with as a woman. I was like, wow, you know, can you really tell me that I, that this is a sin? So there it's quite a, it's quite a wrestling and I don't think it will ever really go away, but that's, I think that's, what's great about faith though, is that you have to keep asking questions because if you don't, then you just get kind of complacent and that's not, I mean, you're not going to learn anything from that or really grow. I think it's so important to wrestle. I feel like there's just so many things where I know me personally, where I didn't agree with, I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> like yeah, right? just, I yeah. mean, just in honesty. And there's, I think there's this beautiful thing of like coming to f- like, there's this beautiful aspect on faith, especially being Catholic in particular, where I can be like, okay, I mean, of course, like within scripture, but other things where it's like, okay, this church, even though there's so much that has changed since, the beginning of the church 2000 years ago like we've had some of the best thinkers of oh, all of absolutely. all of all time i mean of course there's plenty of others outside of and it's like okay i can place trust in that but also as well like i know my mom i don't i don't want to go too much into personality but i know that was something that you know she disagreed with um for a long time and mm-hmm. it wasn't really until like after like years and years of wrestling like with that and then like having life experience with that yep. as well where um and i oh, i'm open to saying this right but she because she, she grills me she t- she gives <laughs> no no she tells me she talks to me every time after i call my mom because she of course she listened on my podcast oh of course so hopefully this is accurate but she told me that you know it took her a long time to basically get understand why and then when she did she was like okay like i get it yeah like this makes sense no, I, I yeah. but it's it's okay to struggle with things and to wrestle with them. And I think there is a really a beauty in like placing faith and it's like, you know, I don't get this, but I'm going to try to live it out the best I can. I'll keep on searching for answers. Like there's a beauty in that, but I think there's also this huge beauty with just like I want to figure this out. I want to get down to the bottom of it. So Absolutely. I mean, and I think that's something at least for me right now as like a young woman in my 20s, I'm absolutely still struggling with. 100%. And it would be a lie if I was going to sit here and be like, I totally get it all. And now I'm, you know, I, I know everything and every, but, but no, um, yeah, especially, especially surrounding that particular issue. But I think you're right. I mean, why not think about it? I don't know. Think about it. Ask questions, gather data. You know, that was, man, that's what I loved about being an English major, you know, just reading and getting so many different perspectives. So I feel like I get to do that now in my faith life as well. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lauren, so much. Just yeah, thank you. quick shout out to all the haters um, because not, not that we have any haters. <laughs> I have a, I have one, my one friend for Reed who he always shows our post, but he's doing that. That's his way of showing love. But um, yeah, something about these My Story podcasts because in the future, we're going to have people that are not all Catholic, are not all Christian, that come from really different backgrounds. And this isn't a place to be like, okay, I'm going to correct you for what you do, what you're thinking wrong or like, like this isn't a, this is a place for just people to be real and honest, and thank you, Mona, um, thank you, Lauren, just for doing that and being real. But um, stay tuned in the future as well for people that have very different backgrounds because I think it's important to instead of just kind of seeing people from an outside perspective and judging them because of whatever lifestyle choices or things that they believe, um, to really entering into these people's into their lives and like seeing like how do they get to where they are now because i feel like that's what jesus did like he ate and dined with people who were outcasts of society he didn't cut himself off from them because they struggled with things 
or made certain choices. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys again for listening to this episode of the My Story Podcast, Lauren's Story. It was one of my favorite ones to create and put out into the world. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did making it. If you guys want to listen to more podcasts like this, we come up with a new one every single week. So a great way to do that is to one, subscribe on whatever like podcast app or thing you're using. Or we have a little link below. It says like EEP URL. And that will sign you up for our fancy newsletter, which I spent way too much time making. And that will send you, you'll actually be the first person if you sign up for that, the first people to listen to every podcast. We send that out to our first group. Also, I want to take this moment to thank our supporters on Patreon, especially Lee Trowski and Danny Blinker and our top tier support, which Patreon is basically kind of like Kickstarter, um, but for every month. And it gives us some income to buy new things for the show and help us to improve it. So if you want to support us, check it out there. And that's pretty much it. We have another Millennial Mission podcast coming out next week. So stay tuned for that. And that's pretty much it. So 